if you enjoy what you're doing, then it's so much easier. And that that's tough because some people don't know what they enjoy doing. And they're in a kind of perpetual uh, jumping between things to try and find what they like. Or they're just stuck because they're like, well, I don't know where to go. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, for me, I genuinely enjoy what I do. So although it's hard work and although it's tough at times, like the enjoyment of what I do outweighs that. Like I could not be a nine to five desk person. I've never, I've never done that in my life for any kind of work. Like, you know, when I was in high school or college, like everything I was working at was, you know, kind of working at restaurants or in event planning or things like this. And, you know, it was, I need that variety within my day and that's why I enjoy. And it ultimately, if, if you enjoy what you do, then working hard is not as much of a grind. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What is up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. In this episode, we have John Colburn, who is the owner of Omnia Fitness Collective CrossFit Omnia in Denver, Colorado. John is a gym owner, and not only that, he is a coach of elite CrossFit athletes. And we had the pleasure of interviewing him in Madison, Wisconsin, a day before the CrossFit game starts for teams. Uh, John has been coaching every every athlete on the CrossFit Omnia team that qualified for the CrossFit games um, for the past year. And we get to sit down with him and talk about what is it like owning a gym? Why did he want to uh, go from coaching to owning a gym? Um, the benefits, the struggles, what that's like. And we get to dive into what is it like coaching elite athletes? And not only that, an elite team and the different dynamics that go into different personalities, different training schedules, and all of the ups and downs. Uh, alongside John, we also have Mary Kay Dreisilker, also known as MK, who is my roommate. And uh, John is also my boss at CrossFit Omnia. So it is a cool opportunity, uh, two people I work with on a daily basis to get to see, uh, for you guys to listen behind the scenes. What is it like um, training? you know, mentality and all of that. Um, and the fun that we have along the way, you'll notice uh, a lot of sarcasm, a lot of dry uh, sense of humor. And uh, MK does a great job adding um, in, in some commentary, uh, keep John on his toes throughout this episode. So uh, really looking forward to having you guys listen. Um, and here is John Colbert. What's up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. We are in Madison, Wisconsin at the CrossFit Games Woo-woo. with the one and only John Colburn. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. John, how do you feel? Pleasant. John is here coaching the CrossFit Omnia team. And how excited are you to be here? Six. Six out of six. <laughs> out of seven. Six out of seven. 
Sorry, I should have specified. Six out of seven. Six out of seven, which is approximately, I don't know, percentages. But that's good. It's good that you're not seven out of seven. Why aren't you too excited? No, no, you got to hold a little back. You got to hold yeah. a little back. Uh, we got MK on the horn over here. What's up? We're at the, uh, <clears throat> the, the bullshit detector, making sure John doesn't <laughs> lie to us. Also my roommate. <laughs> How long have you guys been uh, working together? 2017? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. just after... That's the regionals in 2017. It was May. May? Was officially programming started. Yeah, it must have been literally just after regionals. And Actually, that, I didn't go to regionals in that, 17. That's when your coaching career just went downhill. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was one of those times where I'd been coaching some great athletes up to that point, And someone suggested to me, why don't you give like a terrible athlete a chance? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Do you yeah. have a terrible athlete in mind? And they were like, I have the worst. <laughs> MK. Is this like... Uh, like kind of like pro bono or like uh, yeah, it was charity work. So if you will. it was a program that they make, were running. Make a wish foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and did you ever expect she'd actually amount to anything? <laughs> no, I mean my my expectations couldn't have been lower. Wow, they were rock bottom. By the way, guys, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for this podcast. John is also my boss, owner of CrossFit Omnia slash Omnia Fitness Collective. Um, you should definitely watch this. We're on YouTube because the interactions between John and MK. You can see crew. the lack of excitement in John's face. I don't know if you can hear from his accent, but he's from across the pond. And yeah, he's not from really here. Shows. That's for I, sure. am, I employ, you know, two thirds of the group here. So it's, <laughs> uh, he's really in charge. It's, we're really walking on thin ice here. Actually, technically you've employed everybody that's here. That's true. In some capacity. <laughs> so except some, for me. Oh, actually, technically, well, yeah. Uh, technically, yeah. So, you know, some people like knock immigration, but I'm a jobs creator. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we need because Americans don't like to work. No. So you're uh... okay. So we're gonna hop into some rapid fire, real quick. Uh, first and foremost, John, what is one thing you're grateful for? You start off with the tough questions. Oh, a rapid fire meaning I have to answer rapidly as well. Well, we're loose it's, with the term rapid yeah, fire. Loose. Okay. So all right. I mean, really, kind of like everything we're doing here like as much as i oh no i can't go too nice too early as much as i like give mk grief on stuff like getting to coach good athletes is is something i do really enjoy so getting to be at the games coaching a team is is pretty nice wow you're welcome guys we got john to say something nice <laughs> yeah. and it's recorded it'll be Some out video. on the interwebs okay that's fine <laughs> and now it's downhill from here yeah john what's your most used emoji I'm not a emojis. big emoji guy. Uh, the straight line face. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Straight eyes, straight li straight mouth. Just the. Yeah. Which is exactly yeah. how you look right now yeah. in this moment. Yeah. You and that's why I use gifts it. gifs than Yeah. I've, I've come big on gifs recently. Oh, do we have a, a go-to gif? Like, is there a TV no, it's, like it's, you pull from the office or? Office does come up like, maybe the most frequently. The no. It's Michael it, screaming no. <laughs> haven't done that one, actually. Okay. It's a lot of eye rolls. Yeah. Hmm. Normally the sarcastic Accurate. ones. Accurate, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Okay. Uh, John, what's your walk-up song? <sighs> Probably Walking on Sunshine. Hell yeah. <laughs> I see it completely. <laughs> I, don't I don't believe it for up a this, second. <laughs> you're the first person to wake up in this Airbnb this morning. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. Um, but it would be completely ironic. I wouldn't be actually walking on sunshine as I walk out to that song. Yeah. So. Nice. Take it. Take that how you breaking are. glasses and then walking over the glass. 
<sighs> that would be walking on broken glass. I forget who that's <laughs> by, though. <laughs> who is that by? You now. It's <laughs> oh, kind of annoying. Country song. That's not a country song. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> no, wait, are you saying it actually is a song? It is a song. Oh, okay. Walking right. on broken glass. Uh, Deuce, can oh, you look wow. that up for us? Yeah, Deuce, we miss you. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that is a song. That's real. Oh, nice. I Cute. thought we were just sarcasm through the whole episode. Actually, that would be a better walkout song. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, cool. Walking on broken glass. Bro, you get both of them. Glad I can't remember who it's by, though. Glad we figured that out. Nice. Um, I know English is like a second language to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite book? <laughs> My favorite book of all time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you read? It's Annie Lennox. Duh. Okay, uh-huh. uh, thanks. Still don't know it. Can you can you guys cut in a clip from that song? I don't know what your rights are on this. Well, uh, we actually have a Spotify playlist of everyone's okay. walk-up song mm-hmm. on the podcast, so okay. it'll be in there. People will be psyched when it rolls in. <laughs> it's also pretty good if you speed it up to like one and a half times speed. Mm, it, nice. it loses a little bit of the meaning, but you really get through it better. <laughs> so, um, What's your favorite book? Uh, favorite book. Favorite book. If you read, if you read. Or or if it's like you know when you read it recently at Stop Mind, that's typically what comes up for people. I haven't gone cover to cover in a book for a while. I'm very much a in and out kind of guy. <laughs> oh, tell us more. <laughs> Are you reading a lot of children's books <laughs> to your kids? Actually, yeah. If, we, if it was actually the last book I read, it's been all children's books for the last five years. But, uh, yeah. The Giving Tree? Don't assume it's to his kids. Corduroy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <true. laughs> they just come in at my level. Yeah. That makes sense. The last one I actually read would have been uh, Hide and Seek Pig. Which is one that has little panels you open up. Because oh. you're, you're trying to find, I think there's a hen at the end. What's the lesson? Uh, like open, like look behind stuff. Cause <laughs> what? Look, look under, the, under your parents' mattress. <laughs> well, Walking down a dark alley, look behind. <laughs> yeah. what is like, look behind the dumpster. It's sometimes like you, they see these ears sticking out or they see the tail and they're like, oh, it's a hen, but it's not a hen. It's something different. Oh, so don't okay. just like assume like don't what assume. you see on surface level is, that, is right. Don't create that stories. might be where your AirPod is. Look behind. I looked freaking everywhere. Guys, oh okay, my. Okay, we're moving on. Sorry. I know. You brought it up. Now I'm, I'm upset. I lost an AirPod like 10 hours before this flight. One. One AirPod. You might as well lose them both. Sucks. I lost yeah. it outside of King Supers. There's without a doubt a homeless person picked it up, <laughs> ate it. Now it's going through their digestive tract. How did that happen? And I, I didn't have so my case on me. He probably greased it before he put it in his mouth. Oh, how did he eat it? How did the <laughs> no. Home? That was oh. How do you lose Sorry. one? I didn't have my case on me. It's a Sorry, long story. We're moving, we're moving on. All right, John, what did, you, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, genuinely, the first thing I remember wanting to be was a garbage man. Um, nice. I thought they only worked one day a week, and I thought that sounded pretty good. Wow. What, we, what do they do on the other days? Well, they do other routes. Yeah, like, I know. Come on. <laughs> but they don't I get the whole city in one round? I thought it was just one what day a week, you, and it was What done, would you so. do with those other six days? <sighs> Who knows? Play video games. Probably polish my garbage truck. <laughs> Wow, polish your garbage truck. Okay, last rapid fire. Do, do do they actually call it a garbage garbage man in London? No, England? that's ridiculous. Of course they don't. Wasteman? Wait, how do they... S- oh, wait. Do you call it the gar- the garage? Garage? The garage. <laughs> the garage. You don't, though. That's where I keep you my carriage. Well, I don't say it now because no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I would yeah. say garage if I was talking normally, but... Yeah. I have to, I have to modify really myself so it. much for you guys. 
So yeah. you're welcome. Uh, but welcome to our country. Sorry we let you in. Are you going to put subtitles on this episode? Or <laughs> yeah. YouTube okay. automatically generates it. So okay. we're good there. Uh, John, final question. What is your superpower? What would it be? Sarcasm. Or what is it? No. I kind of am curious to hear what you would say with a, a mythical th- superpower. But no, what is your, what are you best at? Um, something that I think I've learned more coaching this team is... I'm very good at shaking off insults because mm. um, <laughs> I get the most amount of abuse I've ever got coaching this team. Out of necessity, yeah. Um, but it's fine because that's kind of, you know, we have talked about it and that's what I'm here for is for them. They can get annoyed at me in a workout or about a workout and I don't care. So it works well. It's just a sounding board. Just but so we don't get I mad at each other. So we have to get remember, mad at each other. Just remember, John, I am rubber and you are glue and everything I you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Mm. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But sometimes it bounces off of Dan's car when this <laughs> throws her cleats across the field because they made uh, them do extra work. Can we get a check on how many times MK laughs <laughs> during this podcast? Side note, guys, we're roommates. You're MK need laughs it. at everything. Apparently, I never laugh, so it's a perfect combination. Because I'm happy. This is the drinking game. This Every- is the happiness podcast. Oh. I'm happy, so I oh. laugh. Is that a prerequisite? A fine line between happy and delusional. <laughs> Why are you so happy, MK? Just life is good, Matt. Why is life good, MK? Just here at the CrossFit Games for the first time with the best coach ever. <laughs> wow, that wasn't an insult. <laughs> yeah, but that was <laughs> very heavy sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big you can read that. Yeah. <laughs> you got, got to be the best coach ever, like you said when we started. You took her from nothing, the most pathetic person on the world. Got to yep. the CrossFit Games. <laughs> yep, embarrassing. Yeah. All right, so we are here at the CrossFit Games. John, how did where did CrossFit come? How did you get into this? Why CrossFit? Um, it was it was really a so I kind of came out of college. I played rugby through college. I tried to play rugby after college and did for maybe like two or three years, but my work schedule. So I was working as a personal trainer, and my work schedule didn't really allow me to get to training. Uh, as easily so it was like tough for me to keep playing and I needed something competitive to do and then in Men's Health <coughs> magazine I read an article about Miko Saylor winning the CrossFit Games in 2009 for real that's sorry <laughs> uh, side note MK do you know who Miko Saylor is? no, <laughs> no idea yeah we're gonna check in on this throughout the podcast <laughs> if you have any questions for MK that involve CrossFit it better be like 2018 onwards <laughs> uh, yeah or not just CrossFit, anything, anything <laughs> fitness related. <laughs> She's still learning. I didn't know who that guy was on the plane. Yeah, Klokov. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had dinner with him last night. Mm-hmm. We had uh, cheese balls, <laughs> cheese curds, our fourth round of cheese curds. Yeah, don't re- don't recommend if you want to finish the competition. <laughs> don't get any cheese. Oh, cheese curds. curds are for after. Yeah, hope so. Still. Anyways, <laughs> so Miko Salo, men's health. Yeah. So I saw him win, and. I'm, through, like as I was growing up and we actually talked about this last night watching the Olympics like I was I played a lot of sports as a kid to a mediocre level like I was pretty good at I could see that like a lot of sports and then I saw CrossFit and it was like it was kind of billed as this you know you can't specialize in anything you have to be good at everything and I was like well that's kind of what I'm doing my sports so it made sense to me because <laughs> I have never excelled um, but <laughs> I think the, the <laughs> this vo- is gr- there's so much laughter <laughs> happening right now. It's great. The volume of 
effort I put into my sports, I was like, oh, I could, I could do pretty well there. And, you know, it turned out I did mediocre in CrossFit as well. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, mediocre <laughs> CrossFit. To my complete surprise, yeah. The, I mean, you're accurate, at least. Yeah. There's that. You know yourself. At the time, Consistent. I, w- I would say pre-MK, um, pre-MK's knowledge, I was pretty good at CrossFit. Yeah, so, you, so you read that in 2009. When did you start CrossFit? 2009? Yeah. And then... Was this over in London or it was. Okay. I went to one of two CrossFit gyms in London. Well. And now I mean now there's probably like forty or fifty, but And then you're like, I gotta get out of this god awful country. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what brought you to America? I got married. That was Gene. In America? In America. Nice. You did it for the green card. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I hope she listens. Oh, <laughs> she already knows, I'm sure. We, in theory, we genuinely did get married for a green card because we did like long distance for four years um, with me in London and her over here. And the only way I was able to move here is if we got married. Mm. So. And you came over. What were you doing at the time? Right before you moved, you were personal training. Personal training, and yeah. you moved here. Cross and you're like, coaching. I'm gonna keep doing that. Um, yeah. Well, when I moved here, I wasn't allowed to work for three months, part of the visa process. Um, Sounds great. They were, like, they were like, study the national anthem <laughs> and learn how to be an American first. I did do that recently. But, um, no, I had, so I basically just, I got to work out for a few months, like, not not really working. I did some, like, volunteer coaching. Do you think immigration watches this? Uh, probably yeah everyone watches this podcast everyone listens everyone watches shout out Oprah I know you're listening I don't, I don't technically know the league I'm a citizen now they can't do anything so yeah it's too late they can't go yeah, back you just um, got your citizenship yeah so they can't do anything now but perfect I unofficially did some CrossFit coaching um, and yeah so that's kind of how I then from there I, I met a few people and I went to regionals on a team in 2012 but right before I did that, there was a group opening a gym downtown in Chicago. And I kind of got talking with them. And so as soon as regionals was done, I started coaching there as we were kind of building out the facility. And we did. Which one? Foundry. Uh-huh. For everyone listening, regionals is like CrossFit Open or CrossFit Games playoffs. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll keep it at that. Yeah. And for also everyone listening, CrossFit Games is like the World Series of CrossFit. Maybe we should have led with that. No, you can't really say the World Series of CrossFit. Because the World Series is not no. the world. Okay, it's like the Olympics for CrossFit. Very it's good. Its own, yeah. it's its own Olympics. There you go. Yeah, let's say that. Perfect. Sounds better. Good, thank you. It does. feels better. Okay, so you moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your goals at the time, right? You started competing in CrossFit, went to CrossFit playoffs, regionals. Started coaching uh, full time, and yeah, what what were your plans? Um, was it more coaching? Was it more competitive? It was, it was actually a mix. So, uh, working at <coughs> at the gym, which we, was just opened, so it was kind of we were working to build that up. Um, there was at the start, there was kind of three of us. So, the owner, Brad, who was the kind of head-ish coach uh, in charge of kind of all training type things and then me and it was basically the three of us to start with um, so initially it was kind of working to build that up um, 
working to get the gym established and build membership and build training programs and things like that. For a competitive standpoint, it was just kind of, I had more time and it was, let's see what I can do. You know, I do since I started CrossFit, because I was in the early days of CrossFit, and it's a good lesson for you, MK, um, people that came into it had never, they'd just done other sports, right? No one had kind of grown up doing CrossFit. Um, and being that I was already pretty athletic, it I came in at that kind of higher level. Um, so that's how I felt when I started CrossFit. Yeah. This yeah. shit's easy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, looking back, obviously, compared to now, it was it was not a high level, you know. Uh, 2011 Open that had ring muscle-ups, I was doing singles with a false grip strict. You know, that's how we learned them, and that's kind of what I did. Luckily, it was only 10 in the workout. Um, I distinctly remember getting on rings that, like, I could reach comfortably from the ground because we didn't kip. And I'd pull my knees, like, I'd tuck my legs in, muscle up, down, walk across the gym, walk back to another one. Nice. Those are good old days. Yeah, for those of you listening, two th- like 2009, 2012, I feel like anyone that started coaching had a chance of competing. And yeah. they kind of, that, that was like where it started. It was yeah. like people a lot of times coached because they wanted the extra time to compete. Yeah. And you could kind of just be, you know, wing it and do pretty well. And now where the sport is, it's people are doing this full time. Yeah. So when was the transition from, okay, I'm not going to compete anymore? Now you own a gym in Denver. Did you always want to own a gym? When did that happen? Um, I don't think I thought about it enough back then. I know 2015 was probably when I stopped competing properly. Maybe 2016 to an extent. But I, uh, when I was trying to train, I just kept hurting myself. Like I couldn't keep up with the volume and intensity I needed to do to be competitive. So I kind of stopped on that. Um, and then 20. 15 I left the gym I was at and moved across the street to to South Loop um, and then and then you met MK uh, yeah and then your life was forever changed for the better my life was forever changed <laughs> you realize how important volunteer work was yeah <laughs> yeah giving back <laughs> yeah community outreach programs are usually pretty pretty big in Chicago so it was it was easy to are find. Are they usually people. this long term? <laughs> like you gave her a job in Denver. You you yeah. pay, you pay me to house her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know that, you know Taylor and MK live together. Um, MK pays Taylor rent, but I have to pay a <laughs> like a surcharge on top of that. It's, it's part of my coaching salary. Yeah. It's, you, uh, were you aware of this, MK? I found out recently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How do you feel about it? It works out for me, so... Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. It's very much a Truman Show situation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you guys see, like, the CrossFit Games as this huge event. This is... This is built for MK. Like... Where you didn't actually get on a plane on Monday. You... You got on a plane, and it went up, and then it came right back down. Yeah, we're just in a different studio right now. Yeah. Um, You know, all the weights that you see her lift this weekend, they're not real. Because she's actually surprisingly weak. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it's all built around making her feel good. So this podcast isn't even real. We're on episode like twenty nine, twenty nine thirty. All those episodes were for this moment. <laughs> yeah, as part of the Truman Show, the MK Show. All the like promo clips and stuff you have of previous shows. You just film those clips. There's not a fool in the show. <laughs> like if you went back and tried to watch, you couldn't see it. YouTube doesn't exist. 
This is a funny running joke that we have. It's interesting. <laughs> so, so John, I'm curious. Why is CrossFit so important? I've, you answered a question in the survey we sent you. You wanted to provide for your family, so you wanted to open up a CrossFit gym. Yeah, and so that's kind of how I got down that path of ownership was, you know, do I want to... When I was in London doing personal training, you know, I'd, I'd work 30, 35 hours of personal training a week, which you guys have done coaching, you know, that's rough. Like, it's uh, it's kind of hard to sustain. And, you know, looking into that long term in when I'm 40, do I want to be coaching 30 hours a week? Or do I want to be doing different things? I, You know, I I don't ever anticipate being out of the fitness space. Like, it's it's what I know is what I enjoy but I don't want to be you know 40 45 50 and I'm still just coaching 40 hours a week or whatever it is so it was looking at ways to still be in that space but creating something that then would allow me to have more flexibility and freedom and things like that so. did you look at what else did you consider besides opening a gym um nothing really okay <laughs> Oh yeah, so why gosh, CrossFit? Yeah. Why is CrossFit so important? Why not Orange Theory, F45, uh, yoga, Pilates, a running studio? Don't like running. Cool. So we got that out. That takes out Orange Theory as well. Okay. Um, but, w yeah, what is it about CrossFit? Um, I mean, as, you know, not playing into the cliches that CrossFit has about it, but um, it really can be for anyone. So, you know, like these guys doing the games like I really enjoy coaching competitive athletes and to be able to have that at the same time that they can be in the gym next to someone who this is their first experience working out you know they've they're 40 years old they've never prioritized their health and they're coming to us like a wreck and it's like hey I need to get healthy um and is that gonna get picked up by the mics cause that was a really loud sneeze yeah. can you guys hear that sneezing from Alyssa guys, uh, Alyssa like, shower that is the sneeze of a games athlete yeah. that is you can feel she's it. not messing around that you kind can, of lung capacity isn't on a regular yeah. human yeah. yeah you could hear her core rumble through the ground over here as she squeezed that sneeze she's like a thousand feet away um, what are we talking about so Sorry, okay. CrossFit, CrossFit probably yeah. so these people that you can get someone who's never worked out a day in their life and you can take someone, I mean, MK is a perfect example, just pathetic human being, <laughs> mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. useless to someone who's at the CrossFit Games, which this is the home of the group fittest Group on to games, that's what we said. Yeah, group start on to group, games. Start a CrossFit from a group on. Yeah. So what, so cro CrossFit's unique in that way and that's what you love about it? I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily unique, but I don't think you'll ever find another fitness modality that has complete beginner to this is not necessarily about MK but elite athlete next mm -hmm. to each other okay the other three members on our team for sure for sure MK they're like dragging her <laughs> yeah um yeah. cool so again I, I'm kind of curious you, you know you wanted in the questionnaire you said you wanted to like support your family mm -hmm. and running a gym is hard a lot of yeah. things are hard. Yeah. I run my own business. It's hard. Running a gym is really hard. And you've also kind of mentioned, like, um, I think it was what you would tell your younger self or or maybe something you've learned was to, um, you don't have to work or you shouldn't work as hard. Did I get that right? Yeah. Um, so I think there's often people who have that mindset of, 
okay, if I just, like, grind it out for three years, I'm going to be in a better position. Or if I take this job that pays more money, it's not going to be as enjoyable, but I'll just stick with it for a few years, build some, you know, savings, and then be done. Um, but the reality is that I don't think that's worth it, personally. Um, I think you're better off doing something you enjoy or doing some, taking something to a lesser degree where you get more enjoyment out of it or you have the balance within your life where you get more enjoyment. What do you feel, or I guess for you, what do you feel like you've changed your opinion on this? So what do you feel like you've sacrificed before by working too hard? You know, I don't know that I have had to sacrifice too much. In that sense, I don't think I've ever been in a position where I've been grinding away. You know, the first three, six, nine months of gym ownership, certainly I was working more than I'd have liked, but I never felt like I was grinding and grinding and, you know, doing something I didn't enjoy. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, definitely when I was younger, I had that mindset of, oh, if I had a job that paid me a lot, I wouldn't mind working like, you know, 14 hour days, five days a week if they were paying me a lot of money and I could just do that for a few years. Um, but especially now I have kids and I have a business, it's kind of, you know, you look back and think, if if I had been in that situation, I think I'd have missed out on a lot. Because um, I, you know, wanting to have kids means that you have a limited time span of, you know, doing what you kids do, you know running around having fun are you uh, not having fun <laughs> no i am but it's okay. a different you know uh you miss out on that opportunity i think if you do have that kind of life where you are just grinding away just for a paycheck or just because you think it's going to further your career and there are definitely some people like that who they do that and they enjoy it and it's it's not like a hardship for them to do it mm -hmm. you know you have to have that certain mindset or approach to it that makes it so that you enjoy that grinding which i think is rare i don't think many people are like that um but yeah i just i think like the one thing that doesn't matter how much money you have is time so if you if you spend your time doing stuff you don't enjoy or wasting your time then it's what's the point if you had more time and more money what would you do with it Meaning money was no object. Okay. But you like owning the gym, you like coaching. What would you do with more time? Are we talking perfect day scenario here? Is just that what general, we're doing at? No, just, uh, so I'm just curious. I work for you. I see you work a lot. I've seen the progression mm -hmm. of what you're talking about before we have the coaching staff that we have now. So I'm curious yeah. what, uh, it sounds like you've kind of learned that, okay, uh, some other things are more important. So I'm curious what that looks like. Um, I mean, I'm not one of those people for like self-care stuff because that doesn't really go, that doesn't really do much for me. Mm. Like, you know, people, uh, and not to say it doesn't work for people because I know it does. Um, you know, like MK and I are probably very different in this aspect. Like she needs her like personal care, health. What are we talking like, like a, time, like a like, morning, like journaling, yeah, or like, you know, like she, she needs, she needs those things and they benefit her a lot. And, you know, it helps her keep a good, uh, mental space and, you know, it allows her to do what she does well. Um, you know, the kind of self-care routine type stuff doesn't like, 
it does not do anything for me. You've tried it? I was going to say, have yeah. you done anything? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, taking taking time for myself to do something I enjoy inevitably winds up with me having quiet time that then leads to me thinking about stuff around training or the gym or, you know, whatever. I can't switch off from stuff, so mm. trying to take that trying to take that time doesn't do anything for me. <sighs> yeah. Why do you think that is? You mentioned in our survey that I think we asked you what keeps you up at night and you said you're always worrying about if you're missing something. Yeah. I mean worrying's maybe not the right word, but I always feel like I'm there can be something more I'm doing in some aspect of life. Like journaling, meditating. Yeah. Yeah. Doing more like of that. Journaling. Yeah. Meditating. Yeah. No, but you said that doesn't benefit. So you've got yeah. it all figured out then. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Where do you feel like you could be better? Um, for sure, my time management. That's always something that I've struggled with. Um, whether it's, you know, getting sidetracked on things. Um, if I, you know, if I have... I find things come in chains when I'm trying to do stuff. So I have a list of things I need to get done. I start one thing and then it's like, oh, well, I need to do this to finish that. And then I need to do this to finish that. And it kind of... You know, I'll I'll bounce around between things. Um, some days I'll just nail it and get it right first time. Other days it's like, you know, I waste time and I, I don't be as productive as I could be. I got a question. I want to go back a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I know time management, a lot of my clients struggle with that a lot. But I don't really want to dive into that. What I'm super curious about is that you said you'll take that self-care. You'll go do something like, let's call it a hike. And then you'll start thinking about, programming or what you can do better inside the gym do you think that's been beneficial for you when you get that time to think about those things probably yeah so it is helping but it's not like (laughs) it's not like me taking time to better myself i don't know i mean maybe it is i don't know i think you're wrong (laughs) a surprise there (laughs) What, what would you what are moments when you feel like you have bettered yourself has there been a, like, you've worked on something or you're like, oh, I did this. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I'm better at that now. What have I improved at? I think definitely, uh, potentially, um, like, working with others. Like, having these two and I don't want to name other people in, in the team uh, at Omnia because... Jacob will feel bad if I don't mention him, but, um, (laughs) you know, working with people that have that kind of professional drive and self-drive and they want to achieve things and it's being able to work with them and not just assume responsibility for everything. So being able to kind of delegate or reminds me, uh, I have to run payroll by tonight. I'll text Jacob as well. I did genuinely just remember that because I have to do it by 5 p.m. tonight, so. So, well, you you bought the gym in 2019, is that correct? Yeah. You think you're a better gym owner now than you were then? Oh, for sure. Okay. It's an improvement. So, you've improved. Yeah. Do you think you're a better coach? Yeah. I think I, I think coaching is not necessarily linear, but it is always progressing if you're working at it. It's very hard to go backwards if you're actively working at coaching. How could you possibly, how do you get better at anything, John? How have you gotten a better gym owner? How have you gotten better at working with these two? I'm a trial and error kind of person. Trial and error. 
Yeah. Why are you trying, though? <laughs> Not that's trying, trying and error. Right? It's trial and error. Trial. Try and error. <laughs> <laughs> Try error. No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the time, you know, like we're coaching these guys, I, I look at results. I look at what we've done the past year compared to the tests. I look at um, where their holes are. I, w I then look at what we've done to address those holes in the past. Have we missed stuff? Have, holes in know? training. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I love looking at holes. <laughs> oh. In people. Uh, I mean, I so honestly you've thought, done this, I thought this was more highbrow than that. I'll so you've done some reflection and you've gotten better. Wow. Imagine if you had more time for reflection. Don't do that to me, Matt. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hmm. I know it's been powerful for me and I'm not trying to make anyone do something they don't want to do, but there's a lot of that. I'm also, know, like, I would say I'm a very data orientated person mm -hmm. um part of why i enjoy kind of crossfit because the the sport is data driven you know you can see all these different numbers all these different measured results and adapt things from there so um so i do well out of data so for me to look back and where are the games now we can probably say mk's terrible performance at individual quarterfinals this year Terri terrible as a push but she did really well tell me but, what happened um, you know there was a couple of events that didn't go as we would have wanted them to um, and for me to look at where she stacked up against others and look back at her training and look at what we've done and see okay well you know it's it's not on her as a performance like it, sometimes it can be but sometimes it's on me as a coach to say did I prepare her properly for that mm -hmm. and to look back and see the data and be like no we missed some stuff this year um and do you think that's that's all there was? I'm just kidding. Do you think it was just we could have you know done this certain um, I mean, progression and weights differently or like where she finished? Yes, that was you know there was a couple of things where it's like okay if we'd have focused on this earlier in the year, then you would have qualified for the next stage as an individual. I'm, okay, I'm curious. Technically, I did. <laughs> Te yeah, technically, you did in the end, and we because we had this team, she turned it down, and and it worked out well, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. you know, <laughs> for me, it's it's about that data. And it's about looking back and thinking, okay, where did we drop the ball? What do we need to do differently to make sure that doesn't happen again? And it's kind of, you know, filling in those athletic holes doesn't sound any better now that you put that <laughs> in my head. Um, perf performance holes? Mm, that's sketchy. Maybe holes is the wrong word. Yeah. Well, holes is the right word. We're just dirty people. Or gaps? At least. Yeah, sure. Gaps. Training well, gaps. Good, good old gap. <sighs> Okay, so if we take that example, not to beat a dead horse, because mm. I, know, I know this is uncomfortable for you, John. If we look at the data mm -hmm. over the past year, yep. and you look at your life, and you think about maybe times where you were stressing, or times with your family, or times with your kid, kids, do you think there's any times you, that could have improved, where maybe you were more present, or you know had more energy, or could have taken more time away? If those are the data points that we're looking at. I think at. my energy level is kind of on point uh, for most of the time. Okay. Um, sometimes I bring too much energy and, like, <laughs> liveliness to things. Yeah. Which I think can be a downfall. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. S sorry, guys, if John is screaming. You're the mics. We just can't control the audio <laughs> levels. Or I assume you guys will edit this to make me sound a little more level-headed. but We had auto-tune to people like you yeah yeah 
Um, what I mean by people like is English people. <laughs> English people. Can you also edit the video so that I'm not jumping up and down on my chair? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah there's some, sure. cool, look some cool features. Yeah. Know. Stabilization. Um, what was the question? Sorry, I got sidetracked by making drugs. Yeah, so what I'm getting at, your data, right? And mm. you said you don't like taking time for self-care. You just took a vacation to Winter Park, right? Yep. How was that? Um, it was good. We, uh, as discussed by the adults in the group, it was not necessarily a relaxing vacation. Mm. You know, we had five kids that were five or younger in the group. Um, so, you know, it, it's not like, a, hey, we're going to go relax on a beach for a week. It was, what okay, can we do to so keep what, kids entertained? What would that do for you? Relax on the beach for a week with just your wife? I would get antsy day three. Okay. So long weekend. Yeah. Two yeah. days. Yep. What would that do for you? Is this, are you offering to babysit for a weekend? I can't read you. Uh, we've, Maddie, shout no, out. Maddie would. Yeah. Maddie Albrecht, is that how you say it? Yeah. She uh, gets mad every time I don't bring kids to the gym. Albrecht. <laughs> yeah. So we already have that taken care of. Mm. What if you pushed oh, past the antsiness and then just actually got through to relaxation? Oh, good question. How do you just sat with the antsiness? Yeah, you just got to do it and deal with it. You're already so used to being so damn busy. That's your default. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably dig a hole on the beach. And that yeah, could be relaxing. Do you ever tell your athletes to not work out? Like, what if they... Oh, that's a battle, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, I'm already a little bit worried for next week when they have to take a full week off and I know for a fact Alyssa's signed up for class on <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday of next week what is what is taking time off do for them um it and it is different for different people and honestly my my mindset with work type stuff or coaching is similar to Alyssa's with training you know MK will take a week off and be okay with it great right sign me up Alyssa will take a day off and be like okay Let's get back to it. Okay, so what does that day do for her? I mean, physiologically, she needs more than a day, and it's a time for her to recover and her CNS system to reset. And so it doesn't matter kind of what thing. Alyssa thinks is good for her. She needs a week off. Yeah. Hmm. So Maybe that's why she hired a coach to help her. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting. To make her do the things she doesn't want to do. Yeah. So she can get better as an athlete. I was not prepared for this today. Yep. <laughs> All right. I, I love knew, this. I knew it was going to come I back around this. to this. Psychologically. And I just myself into it yeah. like an idiot. Psychologically, John, this is what you need. <laughs> yeah. This is what we believe. And I know deep down you know it too. So we'll uh, we'll let that settle. We okay. won't, we won't keep, okay. keep bullying you, if you will. Stop sweating. Uh, sweating. Any, We're in Madison. Humidity is like <laughs> 90%. Very, I'm sweating it's profusely. Great. Okay. So I've got a question. Going back to the gym. Bought the gym in 2019. I'm curious what you thought, you know, that would look like if you had kind of vision to where you are now. Like, did you think this is where you would be one day? Coaching a games team, did you think it was going to be like, like, and to preface for everyone, CrossFit gyms are, it's an affiliate model. So it's not like a franchise. You go to a Starbucks and every Starbucks looks exactly the same, is the same, whatever. You go to CrossFit and the programming is different, the coaching style is different, and the membership. So some gyms are really competitive. Some are like, you know, younger populations, some are laissez-faire, you know, laissez-faire, if you will. Um, so we're, everywhere's a little different. We're learning new words over here. Mm. Um, using them. It's French. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I'm curious, did you think you would be here? Is this like, is this, you know, a dream, if you will? Is, you know, what is kind of the perfect balance of owning a gym, 
coaching competitors, that sort of thing? I mean, it's definitely, I had a self-imposed rule that I'd only go to the games if I was coaching. So this is my second trip to the games ever. Um, I just, I, I enjoy coaching the competitive athlete, right? So I've, I've done that kind of perfect day scenario where you lay out, if you know, didn't have to worry about money, what is your ideal day? And it still always comes back around with coaching competitive athletes in there. So, you know, it's, I wouldn't say this is a, like, dream to come here and coach. Um, it's kind of not necessarily something that I was like, oh, that's going to happen at some point. Um, it's more just, I don't know, kind of a progression within coaching that it relies on having the people around you. Like, without these guys here that are on the team, it's a different story. I'm still trying to you know, coach, but it relies on having those other people. So it's not necessarily something I have control over, um, especially in the CrossFit world. Like it's, you, you need to have the personnel, you need to have the athletes to be able to, to make that happen. So we can't really control anything in life. We just do our best to set ourselves up to get yeah. ourselves where we want to go. And I feel like you're being modest because if, if you're, if it always comes back to you love coaching competitive athletes specifically crossfitters you can't get much higher than this oh yeah so how is this not a dream if this isn't a dream what's the dream to have 20 teams here (laughs) just have like 20 omnia teams and no one else made it to the games because omnia is just so (laughs) fucking good sounds like a lot yeah it does so maybe that's not the dream yeah that sounds too much Mm. i don't think i have time for that what's the dream then why do i need a dream Mm, you're just what drives oh you? You're God. just floating through life. Yeah. Or Taylor, mm. no more, no more people from England on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that I live in reality and not this dream world that you're trying to create for me, where there's 20 Omnia teams at a game. Fucking dream. John, are you happy? Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not happy in your overtly laughy smilesy <laughs> okay situation so how do you how do you define happiness then because it's different for everyone um i think contentment like not being not constantly like wanting more hmm. if content? if you didn't have a team going in the games if you don't have com- competitive athletes do you think you'd want a little more you think there'd be something you're potentially okay potentially you know, without without coaching competitive athletes, you know, the t- the time I'd have, I don't know what I'd do with it in the sense of I don't know where I'd focus that effort because it is a lot of effort. Like the time we've the time we've spent since pretty much the open of this year, as a as a group or working with athletes one on one, it's like it takes up a lot. After Granite Games, I was. I had about 20 minutes where I was disappointed with the amount of time we were going to have to spend training for the games. Because it was like, I, we got to Granite Games and we'd spent so much time building up to it that I was just like, ah, oh, I'm looking forward to just like a couple of easier weeks of just like a little more time. And then we won. And then you won Granite <laughs> Games and it's like, we're training for the games. And there was just, there was just this very brief moment where I was like, okay, well, this is going to be two months of like a lot. Yeah. And again, don't get me wrong, because I, I do love doing it. Um, it was just that it's that brief thing of this is going to be a lot of time. Is that? And I'm sure you guys had a similar yeah. thing of we're going to, like, 
what they've had to do over the last two months is it's been rough. Mm-hmm. And when we talked earlier about, you know, them giving me abuse and stuff, it's it's because I've, you know, we've tried to prepare as well as we can for the games. And how that looks is I've given them stuff that sucks so much that there's nothing really that's going to come up at the games whether it hits them and they're like, oh, I'm worried about this. Just like a thrumal kayak, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's fine though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Kidding. You're floating. What's uh, what's been the most challenging part? Is that it, or of coaching the games team? Um, time. You know, I, I think time. I think group dynamics is always like these guys get on very well, which makes it easier. Um, but balancing that, you know, everyone has their relative weaknesses within the team, and it's trying to balance that out so that one day there's not someone just getting crushed by everything we do and it's you know allowing people to set be set up for success in a training session in a week you know however that spans out um because it's not just we need to do this we're going to grind through it's we need to keep a good headspace and they need to feel like they're improving and they need to not be constantly crushing stuff and they need to not be constantly being crushed by stuff Mm, um some rest and that's kind of the balance of it for from a coaching standpoint is, you know, like I've been coaching MK for what, four years now. And it's knowing I can read it in her face. I can see it in her results of when she needs to take a day off and just go and relax. And she knows it now as well. Like, And by that, he means if I just start breaking down crying mm-hmm. in the middle of a session. Well, you cry way too often for it to be. <laughs> I do cry a lot. You know, it's not always bad. A lot of laughing, bad. a lot of crying. <laughs> MK's not holding anything back. Um, I don't cry during training unless it's bad. Yeah, it's not crying. Even like even like yesterday when we were working out, when you were snatching and you were getting frustrated oh, with yeah, it. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. You know, and it's like I wasn't crying. You weren't crying. I'm just like, you know, I can I can see her face as you know she missed the lift snatching. We we're just building up some weight, and so I could see it in her face, and it's like okay, I need to talk to her because that has the potential to like really eat at her if I don't oh what do you say I don't know what I said usually I don't want to hear it so oh yeah M- MK <laughs> this is a good insight into MK you probably know this Taylor if there's something that she's not doing well at or she's not good at she will get aggressive mm. she will not listen to you at all so <laughs> something, great quality great quality some, something we're going to work on in the next year <laughs> what, that we've talked about but um yeah, so, so it sounds like, as a coach, you're a lot more than just a programmer. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Especially in this team dynamic. Team dad. <coughs> yeah. Do you feel team like... Team daddy. <laughs> do, they do, call, do they call you daddy? <laughs> Coop my... Um, <laughs> do you feel like that's an identity that you've you've held before? You know, whether it's... We call it mindset, you know... Yeah, I mean... Life coaching you know, aspect? Do you feel like you've always kind of had that or is have, have you really taken on that role, you know, with this team? I mean, I've done it, I guess I have done it before in definitely in the CrossFit setting as well. You know, we had a team at regionals in 2014 and the year before I'd gone individually um, and in 2014, none of the other people on the team had gone. So it was five people that this was going to be their first experience of regionals. So it was kind of, you know, having to, I kind of coached the team, me and another guy kind of worked as a team to to work with the team. And it was definitely a, 
being that kind of you know team captain or however you want to phrase it um and trying to balance that out for people and again this was 2014 so people were a lot worse as athletes um and you know having women on the team that struggled doing ring muscle-ups and like we had a workout at regionals and only one of our three women could do ring muscle-ups on the day they'd all done them in training but on the day only you know and being able to kind of manage emotions and expectations and and things like that um so yeah i mean it's i've done that kind of thing before and this is definitely the m most important and most high level way i've done it but um yeah since since we qualified from granite games that's as much as it's been about the programming, it's been about the team management as well. That sounds way harder. Sounds way harder than, than programming. Not to say that that's not hard. Yeah. You've had a lot of experience with that, but to manage someone else's emotions and people handle things in different ways, like MK might get, um, how much I say, uh, like very obviously upset. You can see if she's crying. Yeah. Maybe one of the other team members like doesn't and doesn't show any emotion. And it's like, how do you know where they're at? And how do you they speak all to that show person? emotion? Okay, yeah. Uh, Cooper had a te temper tantrum in quarterfinals. You weren't there, but he was when he was doing his rope climb workout, and he kept struggling to get reps, and then he he stopped uh. and like he yelled at himself, and I came in and we had a. Cooper's the most calm overall, though. Yeah, let's be real. Which is why when he did that, it was like, okay, this is serious. <laughs> so I kind of stepped in, had a word, and then he got back in it. Liz will throw her shoes at cars. Dan will just be dead on the floor, so. You're really struggling getting in and out of that chair, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have our producer today, so I'm like trying to make sure the camera's still going, and yeah, he also uh, which is dead now, so we got no more video. He also quit doing cross CrossFit like three weeks off. ago, so. <laughs> I've been doing CrossFit in like a month. You know, triathlon training. Getting oh, yeah. out of a chair is. Difficult. Getting out of chairs. I don't know how to squat anymore. My nipples are getting huge. I don't know what's going on. Um, okay. Could be pregnant. Favorite part of uh, coaching this team so far <sighs> and you got to answer it <laughs> favorite part you got to like at least one thing uh, I honestly it is like the team camaraderie is that the right word we have fun yeah like it's everyone is friends on the team like I've seen it in the past with teams not that I've coached but other teams who you don't they don't look like they're enjoying themselves you don't think that they like each other they're just there to perform whereas these guys kind of do both like they do perform well and they are friends, and we gen genuinely have a good time together. It's a lot of laughter. I think that's, too much. I think that's what can help you win in those moments where you can get frustrated. Yeah. And I got the chance to take some photos of you guys and and watching you guys like get in the zone, but then also like, oh, maybe someone's not doing as well, or um, you know, some people are better at other things. So yeah. maybe one person is holding the team back, but there's no grudges or whatever. It's like back to being friends right after the workout which i think is so and cool that's definitely that's something that they've grown as as a group you know the first month of training together there were times when one person would do something wrong and everyone else would get mad at them or you know however that worked um and that's definitely improved over time and now there's they have that dynamic where you know someone can mess up someone can need a little bit longer rest and it's it's fine and they know what they're doing and it, it all works well so nice. the 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 team cohesion, we'll go cohesion, has really improved, uh, especially since Granite Games, I think. Um, and, you know, part of that, the way I set up training for them is there has to be an element of that because I'm giving them stuff that sucks so much that 
they're all struggling with it and they have to kind of pull together and, and make it work. You know, when I make them carry heavy sandbags for a 400 meter run, it's like, no one likes it, but they all have to do it and they get through it. So it's, you know. A three mile, 40 pound sandbag? Yeah, I throw a 40 pound bag on their back and tell them to run three miles. And it's like, I, as I'm writing the programming, I'm like, okay, get ready for suck fest for people to text me complaining and this is stupid and why are we doing this and then something comes up at the games and it's like oh you have to run two miles with 20 pounds and it's like okay well you guys don't have to be worried about that and you know i think part of training is creating those situations where on the team side they have to they have to pick things up they have to work together they have to be one unit to get through that if or should I say, when CrossFit Omnia wins the games, what do you think the one factor is? Why, why do you think? What sets them apart from the other teams? Um, I, I think it is the teamwork. Like, you is, is it fair to say teamwork makes the dream work? <laughs> or is this not a dream? I, I'm confused now. Teamwork, teamwork makes contentment work. <laughs> teamwork <laughs> raises above mediocrity. And think. all the other teams are mediocre if they don't have the teamwork, essentially. Yeah. yeah. What's the British translation that to that? Is that flow a little better or in your native tongue? I'm trying to think of the translation to English. Uh, I feel like teamwork makes the dream work would be a phrase in England. Maybe I've been here too long. Mm. Sounds too upbeat. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. So, Kay. back on track. Cohesion. Mm. Cohesion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they... They um, they work well as a team. Like they're all very similar kind of athletes in the sense of strengths and weaknesses. So there's nothing that's going to come up where we're just going to like suck. You better be right basically. about that. Apart from event one tomorrow, there's nothing that's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the longest swim. No, yep. I mean, without knowing exactly how all the other teams are prepared, you know, what they've done, how good they are my expectation would be that we have maybe one event where we're outside the top 10 you know and that's out of 11 out of 20 teams what are the 20 teams uh 40 well 40? like maybe 37 or 38 okay. something like that okay um so yeah i mean that would be my kind of my thought there that the way they work together and the stuff they're good at and the stuff they're not good at like where where there's a gap of someone not being good at stuff, the rest of the team fills in pretty well. Nice. So it's it's yeah, there's there's nothing really that's gonna come up where we're like, okay, we just have to not finish last year. You keep Part saying that. MK, you've been with John for four years. Why haven't you fired him yet? Why do you stick around? What Res do you like about John? Results, baby. Results. I mean that's, that's all pretty, it is? that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's what um, it is. I mean <laughs> I guess when I started first, when I first started working with John, I had no idea about like the competitive side of CrossFit. Honestly, I actually had friends that were like, it was after the 2017 Open, and I did like decent for someone who only does class five days a week. And I had friends that were like, "You got to go get a coach," and I was like, "Okay." So South Loop at the time, which is where John was, was like the competitive gym. And I met with the owner, and he's like, well, we have two coaches that coach athletes. 
John has spots available. I was like, okay. So I just <laughs> started that journey. And then, yeah, basically the following year, I qualified for regionals um, in 2018. And then in 2020, technically qualified for the games. But then because of COVID, couldn't compete. And now, yeah, this year, being at the game. So it's been like a relatively steady progression. Um, and now we are at the same gym again. And it's... It's been a fun ride so far. So don't don't fix what ain't broken. We uh, no, we get along really well, um, and I think our sarcasm levels are relatively equivalent. So that's that's helpful. Um, she has zero sarcasm. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's it, it, it does really help MK's mellowness to your high energy, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. it really balances <laughs> things out. So. And I'm only assuming, but I do have to say, your guys' editing skills on this are remarkable <laughs> to bring me down to kind of a nice, consistent, mellow level. You already I can, mean, John was the one it. that suggested I move to Denver, so that did really start with him. I mean, you. I think you fo first brought up the idea. No, I'm pretty sure John said you'd have a job here if you wanted to, and I was mm, like... That I, doesn't sound like me. <laughs> very much, very much is true. Yeah. All right, so John, you've... Moved across the pond to marry the love of your life. You've opened up a gym to do the thing that you've always loved doing, to get to the CrossFit Games for the second time, coaching a team this round. Seems like you're doing everything you want and you're just content about it. What is your advice to people who aren't as content as you are on life and reaching all their goals, but just still, you know, kind of good enough? What would your be advice to these people who are maybe a little less content than you are? Why is everyone laughing at me? I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. <sighs> I mean, I think this will probably go well with your the kind of thing you're pushing for on this podcast. But it is honestly like being happy with what you're doing. Like, if you enjoy what you're doing, then it's so much easier. And that that's tough because some people don't know what they enjoy doing. And they're in a kind of perpetual... Uh, jumping between things to try and find what they like or they're just stuck because they're like well I don't know where to go so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing um, for me I genuinely enjoy what I do so although it's hard work and although it's tough at times like the enjoyment of what I do outweighs that like I could not be a 9 to 5 desk person I've never, I've never done that in my life for any kind of work like you know when I was in high school or college like everything I was working at was this, you know kind of working at restaurants or in event planning or things like this and you know it was I need that variety within my day and that's what I enjoy and it ultimately if if you enjoy what you do then working hard is not as much of a grind so you wouldn't believe if I love what I do I never work a day in my life that's not true yeah but it makes it makes working a lot easier yeah I mean I feel like most people are like that like even if it's something you enjoy, it's still work. And it's still not necessarily your ideal of what you want to do every day. But if you're enjoying it, it's a lot lot easier to stick with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more than I'm agreeing with you right now in this moment. Is this the it. most agreeable? As I couldn't be more agreeable. I love it. Negation acknowledged. Doesn't seem real. <laughs> Doesn't seem real. We're in a John, drink. We're in a drink. MK, 
thank you guys. This is yeah, incredible. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait to watch you guys smash the CrossFit Games. Yep. If you need me, I'll be pacing up and down around the field. Awesome. Just looking aggravated as MK messes up once more. No messing up. No. In fact, everything's going to go perfectly because we don't focus on what we don't want. We focus on what we do want. Right, John? Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm unaware of what this podcast is. Okay. We? okay, that's all right. Happiness. Don't worry about it. Happiness. No, nah, don't worry about it. Forget about it. We didn't talk much about modernness in this. I'd, I literally, last night, I spent like three, four hours looking up about modern art and stuff. Ooh, mo oh, what'd you find? Anything good? Well, I, I assume that was all we are going to talk about. That'll be part two. Is that your preferred okay. choice of porn is just uh, art? Like paintings, sculptures? 17th century uh, <laughs> hunting scenes. That's really where I... Yeah. It makes so much sense. <laughs> um, this has really been great. MK, any last words of advice, thoughts, anything well, for I our was listeners? <laughs> I was thinking about um, what you said about, like, why have I stuck with John? <laughs> and uh, it's kind of funny because I consider myself someone who, like, very much needs words of affirmation for, like, in relationships. Love language. And John is, like the opposite <laughs> of that. I will um, say, I have a, I have a trademarked coaching style called Coaching by Shame. Um, yeah. And the like, ge general premise oh, is that's the book. That's like, the book, right? When you give someone that little bit of encouragement because you don't do it all the time, it goes a, it goes a long way. Yeah. Like, mm. I'll PR a lift. Like, I think I, like, the after I snatched 200 pounds for the first time, I'm pretty sure John just asked if I tried 205 <laughs> like he literally didn't say anything else besides did you try 205 or like when I hit that split jerk PR and John's like alright <laughs> that's literally <laughs> all that I get which is why it's so important <laughs> that you're happy with yourself yeah for sure you don't need any out outside validation no but yeah but she also knows like it doesn't necessarily need to be out no so. no like she it's know, just, it's she just funny. Definitely keeps the level head. So yeah, you can, sounds like, like she's trying to tell you something right now. <laughs> you can see her really like, listening. When she, well, but then <laughs> so after Granite Games, when we after we were waiting, yeah, we were waiting to do like the podium ceremony, and he like gathers the four of us around, and um, he like starts to say, he's like, you know, I'm like really proud of you guys and we're all like looking at each other like this this cry? sounds bizarre i'm pretty sure i blacked oh, yeah. out i don't remember anything else that he said but they it just was started laughing it was and i was insane. trying to be serious and it's like well what's the you know <laughs> sometimes i try and be nice and it be is, positive it's and it doesn't it's not taken seriously yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know generally like at granite games you know that was a time where i can be like yeah you guys crushed it like everything you did there was good every like everything went perfectly and, you know, like, as much as MK is someone who does need positive affirmations. Don't need, I like. You like them. Need. But but they work well in times where she's not just cruising through everything. So you see her hit split jerk PR and it's like, I know she felt good. I know the rep was good. She knows it was good. She doesn't need me to say, oh, that was a good rep. <laughs> like, that's, that's not what she needs from me. Mm -hmm. Um because she can also tell by the look on my face. Actually, I think you probably post that video on Instagram where she hits a PR and she looks over at me and she can tell by my face that <laughs> I thought it was good. I don't need to say, good job. Like she knows, that's okay. Yeah, that's true. It's the benefit I, of working together. For so that, long. Yeah, that, that definitely is not something that I do with person on day one. 
Right. You know, someone that walks into the gym who's never worked out, that's not my attitude with them. I'm very much the other way of lots of positive encouragement and um, and kind of... What is that like? Sorry, I don't think we have time <laughs> to get into that, but... No, like, it, it it's very much a person-by-person basis. And I'm not someone who's very timid in the gym who's never worked out and they do something right. I'm not just going to be like, good. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't work for that person. It works for certain people. Um, and I think balancing that... I think that's, you know, the longer you coach, the more you learn that. And when you talked about before about becoming a better coach, it's like that's where the time of coaching really comes in because you can adapt what you do for different people and you can read people very well. You know, if first session in the gym with someone, I can read what they respond to, how well they work. Can I be sarcastic with them day one? Can I, do I have to like hold their hand through stuff day one? Mm. Um, do I have to turn into a very technical coach with them because they feel like, you know, they're the kind of person that responds well to being like micromanaged on their movement and things like that. You know, it's, I, I love that. I do just want to t- touch on that. I know we're getting to the end, but I think that's so important for any career. And like you said earlier, you're like, am I developing as a coach? And I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh, John is studying how he can get people stronger or like yeah. different conditioning modalities. And it's like, no, you've been doing this a long time, like strength principles or strength principles. And those are the things, right? Yeah. So even if you're like running a business, it's not necessarily like, how can I get better at marketing or sales? It's like, oh, maybe I need to like work on relationships or yeah. communication. Um, so yeah, Co- I th- I coaching think is really a relationship cool business. Like as much as we, you know, talk about programming and training progressions and all that kind of stuff, it is, it is about relationships and getting the best out of people is knowing how best to do that. And that, you know, that goes across any industry. It's, you know, the best managers, the best CEOs aren't, the smartest people necessarily or the best at a task they're the best at getting people to come out in their best so you know we take MK and I know how well I think I know how to get the best out of her and it's not training progressions it's how we balance her emotions how you coach her yeah yeah how I coach her yeah yeah that's awesome alright I think that just about wraps it up once again, thank you, John, MK. Thanks for hanging out and not I learned, finishing I learned a your lot. oatmeal. Learned a lot. Learned a lot about when, John. See what happens when you ask questions? Mm. Yeah, MK. It's a beautiful thing. How about you ask yeah. me how I'm feeling for once? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So, all right, guys. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Modern Happiness. And until next time, peace out. <laughs>